Hello, everybody. Back to another edition of Rad Parenting. Great to be here. Rad Parenting is in radical. Anea, we've talked about this topic a few times. Today, it's all about teenagers and them hanging out. Where do you have teenagers hang out? We all remember the playdates. Remember playdates? Oh, yes. I'm I, still in the midst of playdates. I have a seven-year-old. I loved playdates because you knew what was going on. In my house, the playdates have just turned into kids hanging out. I remember naps. Do you remember naps? I loved naps. Now the only person in our household that wants a nap is me. Like seriously, if, <laughs> if, 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 between like sex or a nap, I will sometimes go with a nap. I swear. <laughs> And I love my wife, but it's a good nap. Even she would say right now, let's both nap. Like we nap together because you need it. Yes. But with the teenagers and, and it's, they need a place to hang out. You and I've discussed this and your theory, your idea was something that I believed in, but I'd never heard anyone really talk about it until you and I met making your home. The hangout, making your place the meeting spot, making your place where the kids hang out, maybe in the backyard, maybe they're watching movies on Friday night, instead of having them at homes of parents that you don't know, of homes of friends that you don't know. Is anyone home even? Is there an older brother? Is there an older uncle? It can get sketchy quick. Quick, So today's show is, and I know parents are like, wait a minute, I don't want my home to be the hangout spot. The teen zone. The teen zone. We're saying, you know what? Here's our ideas. Here's our thoughts on why making your home the hangout spot is. First thing I got to say is, why my house? Why why my house? Why do we got to do that? Okay. So because your house means you have some clue of where your son or daughter is and what they're up to. And I don't, I want to be really clear. I do not mean that to in any way be telling parents, especially of teenagers, that that's an invitation to be like helicopter parenting because that's the worst thing that you can do when they're at this age where they're really wanting to be individuals separate of their parents, figuring out who they are, you know, trying on different versions of themselves. So- But you want them to be safe, right? This is the whole goal of parenting. Enough space to discover who they are with guidelines to keep them safe. The environment is your environment, but you're allowing them to experience being social in a setting with their friends. Absolutely. But not helicoptering over going, hey guys, does anyone want this? Like Uh I'm not rolling in with drinks. I'm not rolling in with snacks. Yep. Well, I mean, look, you can certainly pop in. And I think that, you know, offering food is a great opportunity, like to, to seem like you have a legitimate reason to be sticking your head in and being like, what's going on here? Let's make sure everybody's got their clothes on. Nobody's <laughs> into something they're not supposed to be into. Um, but without being present, like, cause I'm certainly also not suggesting that you're having those kids over so that you can hang out with them because that's also not what we're doing. Yeah. We're not going to be the parent, the creepy parent that hangs out and is friends with all the kids and, oh, hey, he's just like us. No, I don't, right. I don't, I don't like that either. Cause eh, you got, wrong. you know, your time's over, buddy. Go to bed uh, or not go to bed. Just be awake up there. Sure. Um, <laughs> I got to rewind a little bit. Sure. Cause I know for some of the people listening to the show right now, they're like, okay, how do I get to this point mm-hmm. with my kids that they're, I don't want to say comfortable with hanging out, but maybe our, your home in the past wasn't the place where right. everyone was hanging out. Now you have a 15-year-old. I mean, you can't right. just one day go in and go, hey, I got an idea. Everyone's well, going to hang out here now. How do you get to that point? Sure. Well, I think there's a couple things. So number one, they're going to have, they're looking for a place to, to, to hang out. So they're going to make it somewhat easy for you, provided that you can provide a space that they can be. So like you said, you know, in a backyard, you've got a, a I mean, where I'm from, we all had basements. So there was always like a rec room downstairs, but some room, a TV room, anything. A buddy of mine in Chicago out of nowhere bought a pizza oven. 
Nice. And he told me that was one of the best things he ever did because what ended up happening was his teenage son and daughter started inviting people over and the friend were so stoked on the pizza oven. They started making pizzas before he knew it. Every Friday and Saturday night, he had a backyard uh, filled with people making pizzas and hanging out, which at first the kids, his own kids weren't into it. Really? So, yeah, they were like, who's going to use this? And yeah, now until, they, it was until the thing. they saw the cool factor exactly. when, when their friends were like, wow, so this what, is so amazing. So what you're saying is something like that to maybe, I don't want to say lure them in. No, but no, but no to, to give them a space that's going to be uh, desirable to do what they want to do, which is really just hang out. The teenage interaction has a lot to do with a couple of things. One, the scary part is it has a lot to do with hormones. And the other part is they're figuring out who they are and they're figuring out who they are through their social interactions. That's why it's such a big part of, of their life at this point. Now- For the parents that can't do the pizza oven or you're not up to that part, one of the things that I feel is maybe instrumental as your kids are young, you got an eight-year-old, a Mm nine-year-old, do you already maybe start having those friends over and those events in your home now so that it's not just a one day, it's all of us hanging out together? Right. Yes. Because the thing, so in an ideal world and parents out there who are listening who are like, my kid's already 15, you know, you mean it's done? I can't, I can't. No, we're not saying that at all. But with all things related to parenting, the earlier that you lay the groundwork, the easier it's going to be. So it doesn't seem like you're suddenly inviting, you know, your 15 year old to hang out with her friends or his friends because you're trying to keep an eye on them because they're going to have a naturally sort of defensive react like oh what do you mean we can hang over here what's up <laughs> so we want them to feel like yeah it's an invitation like if you all need a, a place to be why not our backyard what what, what about the fire pit yeah. right you know i like the idea of it of it creating an environment that's safe you're not isolating the kids you're kind of insulating them yep now the question i got to ask you uh teenagers that age you know 15 mm-hmm. to 18 mm-hmm. they're hanging out um two questions for you D- do the dynamics change once you know you have girls and then boys, both in the backyard. Um, and, and I got to say, because I just know me as a kid, I'm bringing a six-pack of beer. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. as a parent, if those, how do you steer that ship around alcohol and boys mm-hmm. and girls hanging out together without, A, anyone getting into trouble, you getting into trouble? Sure. I mean, that right there to me, if I'm, if I'm listening to right now, I'm like, that's why I don't want all these kids over here. Right. But what you're saying is they're going to go somewhere else to do it. Yeah. How do we handle that? So so it is. So that's what makes it a little bit dicey and we have to be careful and super responsible and super communicative with other parents, if at all possible. I, I really think that when you can create strong relationships with your with your child's uh, friends, parents, then all of a sudden it's like we're parenting as kind of a community instead of it just being on one person. Okay. That's a good point. So what what we're what you're saying is Got to be friends, not only with the kid, but with the parents. Yeah. Almost more important, right? Yeah. And I mean, at least- So you can't have kids in your house that you don't know mom and dad. Well, you and, know, I mean, I mean, I, I get that, but you got to have at least some sort of relationship with them. Ideally. Yes. Okay. And, and you know what? There's always going to be, you know, in my experience, so my, my oldest daughter is 19. So we've been through, through this. I've been through this once. The most of the parents I knew, whether they were people I'd actually hang out with, didn't really matter. What mattered is I had a sense of who they were. I could pick up the phone if I needed to and said, "Say, you know what? I think the kids are going to hang out here tonight. Just want to make sure that you're cool because there's some talk of them bringing some beer in. I'm okay with that, and my commitment is to make sure nobody leaves. Anybody who's drinking is staying the night. No one's driving. 
And, and I'm doing that because if it was my daughter and she was out somewhere else, I'd want the parent of that house to be like, if you're drinking, nobody's going anywhere because we want everybody to be safe. Um, and again, part of that is just realistic parenting, right? If they're going to do it, let's help them do it safely. And, and certainly help them to learn what the, the, the pros and the cons are of, of engaging in, in alcoholic beverages. Yeah, and I think, I think what I just want my kids to avoid is all the mistakes I made. I made so many mistakes, and, and you know I never drank tequila until I drank it. Paul, I, I even remember the guy's nickname. His name was Dog Boy, Paul Dog Boy and Draken. Can I say his full name? I just did. And I went to his house. <laughs> You know, drank tequila, drank mm-hmm. beer, drank peppermint schnapps. Mm. And you know, before Ooh. you know it, you're, you're passed out yeah. in the backyard Sick and for days. vomiting and you're yeah. bummed. Yeah. No one there to help you. That's it. People laughing at you. Right. We've and all that remember can be super the, dangerous. We all remember the stories that we've seen the girl passed out uh, at the party. Yeah. Uh, also. What you're saying is all that's avoided. Yes. And we're not saying people are drinking schnapps in the backyard. We're not right. saying any of that. You're saying, hey, if you're going to have a beer, you're going to have a beer, but we're not getting drunk. I think there's two huge difference there. Absolutely. I'm going to have a beer. Okay, that's cool. I'm not letting you drink six pack in my backyard while we make pizzas. And again, (laughs) and again, if they're in your backyard, you have some say over that, right? And if it's going to be like, okay, well, we can be here and not have to sneak around or get in trouble because we're in my parents' house with a bunch of people while they're away and I'm going to be grounded for like a year. They're going to be inclined to do that, and you're present to help them through that and do it safely. That's just the bottom line. Do you feel that some parents avoid having what we're talking about, the kids in the backyard, because they are almost afraid to have to deal with these situations? Absolutely. There's no question. And I think that that's when it becomes an ideal where, you know, you are, you're sharing, you're sharing the burden. So if you can really get on the same page with another set of parents or a couple sets of parents, you can be like, okay, so they're over at our place this weekend. We're around, no biggie. Maybe we can send them your way next weekend. So that every, all the adults know that there's somebody looking out, not sitting out with them, hanging over their every move and their every word, but just being present so that if, if they get into trouble or they start crossing lines that are going to be dangerous for them, there's an adult there that's present to help reel them back in. You're almost a party lifeguard. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Now, when you say helicoptering over, the conversations that I hear sometimes in my house when I'm there, and, or even when I'm driving my uh, yep. son and his friends around, yeah, they're talking, and you know, you find out really quick who swears, who doesn't swear. Yes, the boy that you know, you thought, oh well, he's talking the topic that's so out of control. Uh, a lot of inappropriate things going on, but I feel like almost sometimes when I'm in the car with them driving there, it's similar to having the kids at the house where I just got to keep my mouth shut. I'm like the pilot of the plane. I really, I can't go back and say, hey, I heard you talking about this. Am, am I, is that correct? Great, yes. And that's a great analogy. You know, you're, 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 you're driving the plane, you're flying the plane so that you know that they're going to take off and they're going to land safely. But what they're doing back in the cabin is is they're they're doing their thing and you're letting them do it and that's absolutely what has to happen. There's so much to be learned. Like just I love the the car the car rides are always the best, right? If you can just keep your mouth shut, it's great practice, especially when they're little in the back seat, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, whatever. Figure out, listen to who they are. Watch how they interact with their with their peers. Listen to who their peers are, right? Because that's going to tell you a lot about who your child is and who they're choosing to be their friends. And so then by the time you get to the teen years, you have a lot of data 
to be able to, to, to work with. And same thing, and no, no judgment, no shaming, no, oh, I heard so-and-so say such and such, or I can't believe you said blah, blah, blah. You know, why would you do that? I thought your father and I taught you better, or your mother. Shaming, Bad. right there. Th- that's it, you know what? She will never or he will never want to hang out with their friends again because, again, they're trying to figure out who they are and having somebody hovering over them nitpicking and and questioning and judging everything that they're saying and doing while it's like it's like being in the midst of creating a beautiful piece of art and if somebody kept walking in as you're going through each layer and going oh yeah not so much or oh that's really great leave it like that no let them let them com- complete themselves and just give them little guidelines along the way I got to throw in too for the dads that are listening that's been one of the best things for me is driving my kids around and we've talked about it on the show the music that they want to listen to and just the conversations they have I feel like I'm an Uber driver that doesn't get paid. That's the first thing. Uber driver doesn't get play, paid. And uh, yeah, and to stay in the character, I just put on so much cologne just so that they can really feel Nice. It. Good move. <laughs> no, but, but the point being is I just, I'm really quiet and I, and I almost let, I let them have their time together. But I do learn a lot about uh, way more than one-on-one conversation. I find out way more about what, what is going on at school, what's going on socially, what's going on with everybody by just being in the car with them. So yep. going back to, Having your house be the hangout spot. Let's talk about different ideas. I threw out a, a buddy that had um, a pizza oven in the backyard. Right. Um, another friend of mine in Northern California got this fire, fire pit. Fire pit, brilliant. And I think you know that's a great way of getting people together. He built this fire pit before he knew it. He had two teenage boys. They were coming over with all their friends mm-hmm. after games. And, and sometimes they weren't even going to parties because they were like, let's just go in our backyard. We can listen to the music we want, yep. do their whole thing. That was bringing them together. Another thing... That I really love. So the three ideas, the pizza oven, uh, the bonfire, and the last one, which I think is just really the cheapest, is just doing movie night. And if you want, they even have these screens, these blow-up screens, and you project the movie on there. Kids probably aren't even watching it, but once again, it's just a gathering point for everyone to come and say, hey, we're going to so-and-so's house because they're showing this movie. There's going to be these people there. Let's go. Um, Also going back to the thing that I learned in this particular uh, show was uh, the communication with the other parents. I like that. Totally. Because if if I'm connected to them and I know that their son or daughter... They know they're coming to my house so so that they're aware that they're all together We're here. Co- it's like co-parenting, not yeah. just with your partner, but with other parents. That was not going on when I was growing up. Yeah. That's why you, we you got were, away with count- so much stuff. You were counting stuff. on that. Not I was, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I, me too. Yeah. And I think- we're learning from those mistakes of when we were young at the parties with the six kegs and no parental. Yeah. But you know what's funny? There was always a party though. I remember once as a kid, and I still can't believe this, we were friends with uh, a kid that went to high school that his dad worked for Budweiser, Uh distributor. He Uh had the best parties and his dad was always there. (laughs) But looking back on it, I want to say no one ever got like fully drunk. Well, and that's an, that's I, an and excellent I mean, back, point. This is, you, know. you know, that's an excellent point because, you know, it's almost like, um, you know, when you're on a hardcore diet, like I'm not going to eat anything, any sugar, any blah, 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 like this whole week. And then Sunday rolls around and you're like, I'm going to eat everything I possibly can because who knows when I'm going to get another chance. That's, you know, partly what, what teenagers are doing. They're like, who knows we're going to get another chance when so-and-so's parents are away. We need to do this. And then they end up way, like, I mean, getting completely out of control. Whereas if they knew, hey, you know, we've got a great place to hang out every weekend, you know, we can just take it easy because there's going to be another time. The last thing I got to ask you before we wrap it up, parents listening to the show, everyone's like, okay, I get it. I'm getting my head around it. Um, for the younger 
uh, children, uh, parents out there with kids that are smaller, what we're st- what we've kind of learned is you know make your house already start to be that place so that in five years when your kid's fifteen, it's not some new idea. Yep. you're dropping on them. So right now, a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, my weekend just changed." Right, <laughs> you know, we're having everyone <laughs> over. Um, what I got to ask you is this though, and, and I think we touched on it for a second. I just want to do it one more time. Boys and girls yeah. come into the house. Do we do we hit that. that one? We talked about beer. You know, yeah. I got that handle. What do I do with the boys and the girls and the I don't know. Yeah. Well, so again, if you think that you're going to say, okay, you can have all your friends over, you know, Molly, but only the girls, you know, or Sam, only the guys, it's not going to happen. Like they're just, because they're looking, this is part of their growth and development is figuring each other out, figuring themselves out. And part of that is, I mean, they've got raging hormones. So that would be to me, part of the guidelines you set. Nobody's in the bedrooms. You know, you all are outside, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to see bathroom doors locked for like 30 minutes. I mean, it's just not happening. And the incentive to follow those guidelines is going to be, we get to have a place to come back and hang out again. And the other thing I know about teenagers is most of them want guidelines because they have a sense of what they're ready for and not, but some of them aren't ready to be bold enough to say to their friends, nah, I don't want to do that. But if they say, you know what, my parents aren't going to be cool with that, it gives them an, an excuse to be able to pull themselves back and one, keep things in order. One thing I've heard from you that I love that you say is you say, don't use rules, you use guidelines. Mm-hmm. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, well, the Because those two different words- It, it is. It almost has two different reactions from the so, kid. So totally, exactly. When you use the word rule, it feels like a restriction. Like you're a cop. That's right. And so they, at this time in their life, when, when it's all about like questioning authority, figuring out what they want, having their own voice, making their own decisions. When you say the word rules, it sounds like you're putting up a ro- roadblock. And sometimes you'll see in their body, they'll sort of, sort of recoil, right? Or get defensive. Whereas if you say guidelines, which means like, okay, so we're giving you space, but then there's also these like parameters then that doesn't feel so restrictive. It's like, oh, okay, so there's like there's two parts to this. I get to do this as long as I do this, right? And so they're going to be more receptive to that and feel like you're working with them instead of trying to limit them. I also feel like that when you tell your son or daughter, hey, these are the guidelines, they're also a part of shaping those Absolutely. guidelines. Yes. So at that point, they feel more of it's a collaboration Absolutely. opposed to this is my show, my house, my rules. This is the way we're doing right. it. Which also feeds into their desire to want to be in charge of themselves. Like, oh, I have a voice too. I can, I get to say what I'm agreeing to and what the guidelines you know, are, are going to be, which is just a completely different dynamic with parenting. And if you want, it's not about being friends with your kids, but it's about establishing a, let me say it, mutual respect. This idea of I'm your father, I'm your mother, you need to respect me you need to start seeing your teenager. They want to be seen as people, as human beings in their own right. And there's a mutual respect between you. And and this is the dialogue you want to create because if you don't do it before they go off to college, when you don't have any eyes and ears on them, you're going to be in trouble. They're going to be in trouble. Mutual respect really is all about that. Wow. Learning so much. I even with my son, I've I've seen him in the backyard when he's had his friends over, and he's younger mm-hmm. than my daughter, obviously, mm-hmm. and they're back there, and they'll just be doing whether it's swimming in the pool and stuff. And every once in a while, I'll hear him say, "Hey, man, don't do that. It stresses my dad out." And there'll be something always with like yelling or like you know throwing a bike into the pool or you know or throwing a chair. And, right. and then I've heard him say, "Hey, As man," he goes, "Hey, man, if you do that again, then we can't have everyone over. Like nice. he's already learned. Nice. Don't be a blow it." because then we can't keep having everyone over and he's 10 at that point. Yep. 
Mutual respect, it's all about that. Today's show, all about having your home become the designated hangout spot. I know right now a lot of you might be scared about that, um, as I was, but I will say, um, do it early. Have people over. Make your house the place where the kids come and they feel comfortable. Like we say, you don't need to be your kid's best friend. You're just giving them a place to hang out and start to become who they are. Just like all of us, you know, instead of going to kids' bedrooms where the parents weren't allowed in and, and the backyards where there were no parents, we're saying, you know what? Be there. You're in the background. You're not picking the music. You're, you're just there just in case they need you. Yep. That it's not isolating them insulating them. Absolutely. And get to know the other parents so that you can co-parent with other families so it's not all on you. Yeah. And with today, with the texting and with the emails, that is so simple to do, you know, but you got to make sure that the kid that you just met didn't give you a false email and you're really emailing that kid that said, yeah, they can drink 16 (laughs) beers. You're like, wait a minute, because that has happened. My name is Joe Sib. And they have Vogue. And we don't know why we say that because you know who we are. This is Rad Parenting. Any questions, you can always hit us up at our email, radparenting.com. See you next week. <laughs>